If you've ever heard the term divine feminine and wondered what the heck it meant, then stay tuned with me on this episode. I'm going to be talking about the divine feminine, what I feel it means, and I'm also going to be talking about the struggles that you might have being an intuitive mom or an intuitive child. You know, one of the struggles is like, we want to be like, I told you so. I knew that was going to happen, but you didn't listen to me. Ah, I'm going to talk about what our role really is. So stay tuned. Welcome to Spiritual and Ambitious. I'm your host, Whitney McNeil. I'm a certified medium and spiritual teacher, and I help spiritual and ambitious souls just like you live your life purpose through your career and attract abundance by connecting into your intuition and spirit guides. Let's get spiritual and ambitious. So before I get started, I wanted to give a shout out to Tracy's Mindful Healing. She says, great practical information for developing your intuitive gifts and growing spiritually, tips and actionable ways to develop. Thank you, Tracy, for leaving a five-star review on the podcast. And if you're listening right now and you haven't reviewed, I'd love to invite you to our podcast giveaway. We'll link to it in the show notes. All right. Mother's Day just passed. It can be a hard day for some. For others, it's happy. So if you are feeling a little of the feelings right now, then this episode could be triggering you. It's not my intention, but I'm giving you a heads up. We talk about mother energy, and we talk about the feminine, the divine feminine. What is that? Well, the divine feminine can be that place of flow, that place where you're receiving, and that place where you feel super creative. Sometimes we feel like it can be the void, the energy that's right before the creation. And regardless, it's in a place that we don't have to push hard. We can just be and receive. So many people in this world feel like they have to go, 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 do, do, do. And if we're really looking at the feminine, the divine feminine, then we can see a different way. I would say this is the equivalent to water. Water can flow in different directions. It doesn't have hard lines and it's not rigid unless it's frozen into ice cubes, obviously, but you get the point of what I'm sharing with you. A lot of times when we think about business, we feel like we have to do it a certain way and we feel like we cannot just operate from our intuition. Well, we can we can do what we completely want to do. So we recently had a launch. And during that launch, for those of you who don't know what that is, that means we open doors to our program. There are lots of marketing strategies around what to do, how to do and what to say. But I followed my intuition 100%. And when I follow my intuition, I know that I'm doing what I need to be doing and I'm not wasting my time on stuff that people have told me to do. And it saves me a lot of energy. I'm a lighter person. I'm a happier person. My husband can attest to that. 
And I'm not as stressed out because I know that I'm doing everything that my spirit guides are telling me to do. And the most important component in that aspect is focusing on my energy instead of what all the marketing gurus say to do. So when we move back into the divine feminine, I would say I'm operating from that place. So even though I'll still have deadlines and things that I need to be aware of, I'm not pushing myself as hard. Because when you're manifesting, it's a combination of putting yourself out there and expending energy and then allowing yourself to receive. So breathing, right? We're breathing out. Are we breathing in? Are we breathing in, but we're not breathing out? We need to have a balance. So thinking about divine feminine brings up the question, well, what about masculine? What I'm saying, it's a balance of energy, whatever you want to name it. To me, I don't really get stuck on the labels. To be 100% honest, I've never really felt aligned with the word divine feminine. It just didn't resonate for me. And I think that that was because the way I grew up, I was more in the patriarchal kind of mindset of I've got to accomplish these goals. I'm already ambitious. So I already have a lot of goals. And a lot of what was rewarded in the workplace, in the school system was achievements. Look at what I've achieved. So for me, I always felt like if you are doing nothing, you are being lazy, which is completely wrong. So I really had to change my mindset around that. And it wasn't until I started connecting with my spirit guides and following my intuition and doing things against the grain. So it could even be against logic. And when I saw that they worked out, it was, oh, this is a new way. This is actually, I think, a better way where I can align my energy and only do things that I want to do when I feel like I'm supposed to do them. But if you're out there listening and you just don't feel aligned with masculine and feminine, like the words or the energy around it, just know that you don't have to label it. It's just a matter of putting energy out and then also receiving. At least this is my take. Others may disagree with me. So that's one element I wanted to talk about since Mother's Day just occurred. Now, something else that I wanted to chat about are for the people that don't feel like being a mom is in their purpose or people who feel like only being a mom is their purpose. So everyone is different. And sometimes society kind of shuns what we want to do in our purpose. There's nothing wrong with not having children. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be a stay-at-home mom. We all have different visions and goals. When we were born, we were born with three energetic imprints, which I now call life purpose archetypes. So there are seven life purpose archetypes, and we'll link to it in the show notes. But you may not have an archetype that supports being a mother. You may also have an archetype that does 100% support being a mom. So knowing that sometimes we're made to feel like it's bad if we do or we don't 
And it's just in our energy and our design. Now we have free will, so we can choose whatever we want at any time. So let's just say that you have a life purpose archetype of a helper. This is a perfect fit for caregiving, which would be most likely the primary archetype for stay-at-home moms. That doesn't mean that that's the only kind of person that they are, just means that it would be energetically designed for what their energy kind of is made for. Now, let's just say that you have the life purpose archetype of a humanitarian. Well, you might feel like you are nurturing and caring for the entire world. Humanitarians normally have a larger vision and they pretty much deal mostly in groups instead of one-on-one activities, but they still can do one-on-one things, of course. It's just their archetype, if that's their primary one, may not be the traditional mother role. So if you're out there listening, I just want you to know, you don't have to be anything people expect. You are you. And what I will say is you are valuable and you are loved. I think a lot of people can get really triggered around Mother's Day, whether you've lost a mom or maybe you decided not to be a mom, or you're not able to have children, or perhaps you don't have the best relationship with your mom or your children, know that there could be something greater going on. Society kind of tells us that it has to look a certain way or be a certain way, and our ego wants it to be a certain way. But knowing that the more that we fall into our life purpose archetype and the more that we make aligned choices with who we are and the lessons that we need to learn, we are on point and on purpose and on path. And it's okay if it doesn't look the way other people think it should look. I was just talking to a friend today and I said, You know, in those situations where everyone else is expecting me to do one thing, I always take a moment and check in and say, what is my most aligned choice? What is my most aligned action right now? When you talk about that mother bond or that child bond, that is passing down energetic, let's say, stuff, patterns that we have incarnated and agreed to learn on some sort of level. Now, this doesn't mean it's an excuse for people who abuse. It doesn't mean it's an excuse for people who are not acting appropriately, like if you're in a relationship or have had a really bad one with someone, such as a mom connection or a child connection. It just means there is something here that you get to unblock and unlock and heal. And we choose, let's say the people that we have to work out our shit with, we choose them as family members most of the time. The other day I was making chili and in my house, like I make chili as a staple. It does not matter if it is spring or if it is summer. I'm going to make that chili. And I think it's good, by the way. It's a vegan, gluten-free, soy-free chili. And it's, I thought about one time, 
entering into a chili contest, but I've never actually done it. But I didn't know if I wanted to add more tomatoes or not. Where am I going with this? Hang with me. I felt my grandmother in spirit and she loved cooking and she loved children. And I said, do you think I should add more tomatoes? And I heard really clearly in her voice. And she said, well, I like them, but you do what you want to do, which I thought was really sweet. But then she gave me all this insight as to what was going on with my daughter and how she mirrored lessons to me that I was dealing with with my mom. And it was this apparent lineage of, even though it wasn't black and white, like this is the issue, it was, hey, this is what your mom was dealing with, this is what you then dealt with with your mom, and then your daughter's feeling this way too. And it was this huge insight and it felt so healing at the same time because my grandmother was here trying to help me. What's really cool is my grandmother's primary archetype was the helper. So she was like 100% loving being a mom. She loved children. She loved to caretake. I think her second one was being a creator. She loved to sew. She would always go to craft fairs and she really enjoyed that. And understanding from her archetypes, that's how I learned. She was kind of showing me different scenarios with my daughter and with me. And she would show me certain moments in her life of this is how she felt and this is how you felt. And then both of you can kind of see how you're both working out your same issues through a different lens. I thought that was really, really wild and really, really helpful. So it's really interesting to see how healing it can be when you have a loved one in spirit that wants to come through to help you with your current situation. Understanding that it's okay to be you. It's okay if things don't look the way that you were hoping that they are going to look knowing that as long as you're making those choices from the aligned place and your energy and a lot of good in your heart and you really want to help people and you're not doing anything intentionally wrong, you've got this. So of course, if you're out there and you're listening and you have felt triggered or you have something going on, please seek out a therapist to help you work through some of these things. But I felt like it was important to acknowledge. So when we come back after this quick break, I'm going to talk about being an intuitive mom and the struggles that we might feel with that. This episode is sponsored by my free Spirit Guide Masterclass. Inside, you'll learn the five C's of Spirit Guide communication, your role with your Spirit Guides, two proven effective strategies to stop second guessing yourself and your intuition, and the single most important step to understand your intuitive guidance, along with four ways to perceive your spiritual intuitive messages. You'll also be getting a workbook to go through this class as well. You can join at messengerspirit.com forward slash free class. This episode is sponsored by my free Spirit Guide Masterclass. Inside, you'll learn the five C's of spirit guide communication, your role with your spirit guides, two proven effective strategies to stop second guessing yourself and your intuition, 
And the single most important step to understand your intuitive guidance, along with four ways to perceive your spiritual intuitive messages. You'll also be getting a workbook to go through this class as well. You can join at messengerspirit.com forward slash free class. All right. Thanks for listening. We are back. And I want to talk about that feeling when we hear, I told you so. I told you so. Oh my gosh, don't we hate it, right? But when you're an intuitive parent, you will know things from your intuition for your children. And when they start moving into making choices for themselves and they're in their teenage years and they get older, you cannot protect them as much anymore. And so I get a lot of these questions in my programs like, hey, like I just know that this one thing that my child's gonna do is not gonna be helpful, it's not gonna be good. It usually comes in the form of relationships. This person is choosing a relationship that's not good and it's not supportive. And of course, spiritually I'm going, well, this person has to learn uh, something to do with karma, something to do with a lesson. They have to learn how to shift their blocks. And unfortunately, the parent can't do anything about it for them. So the question becomes, well, what can I do? Like, what can I do? Why do I have this ability if I can't help? So what I'll say is you've got this ability for you. And if you want to deliver messages to other people, then that would be more considered mediumship. So find an outlet where you can deliver messages that will be helpful to other people, such as doing readings for someone or starting a business doing readings. That's something that you could do to get that energy out. You can also ask your spirit guides, hey, can you please only give me information that I am supposed to deliver to my child? Can you give me information that I just need to know for me personally? So for instance, if there's something that comes through that you feel really strongly that you need to tell your child, your role in this child, by the way, would be someone like a teenager or older, then you get to one, perhaps take action depending on their age. But if they're an adult, you can't control it, right? Your job is to just deliver the message and you can't control the outcome. It's a true lesson in ego. It's like you knew the answer, but you couldn't fix it for them. Your job was just to deliver the message and then that's it. That's all you can do. You can't force somebody to do what they don't want to do. Another thing that you can say is, I would like to just get messages for my own understanding, but I definitely don't want to get you know, messages that would go against any ethical boundaries. So when your child becomes an adult, you don't want to know everything because really you don't have permission to know. But your spirit guides might give you a heads up like, hey, this is going on. You might want to reach out. Or, hey, this is the situation. It's going to be like this for a little while. So just kind of, you know, understand what you're dealing with here. So understanding that it can be challenging and the same goes for when you're the child and your parents. <laughs> when you know certain things are going to be happening and your parents won't listen. It's the same way when you're a child as it is when you're an adult. Basically, they could still have this feeling of they know best. Sometimes they're more receptive to it. But you cannot force the message upon somebody. It just happens that way. So if you're out there and you're an intuitive mom, 
just know that I get you and it's normal and that you can only do so much. All right. That's all for now. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Until then, here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you loved it, would you please share it with a friend? I would also love your review and a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find me at messengerspirit.com and you can take the four intuitive languages quiz and find show notes there too. If you want to connect on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find me at messenger of spirit. If you want to continue the conversation, join my free Facebook group at messengerofspirit.com forward slash group. I'll meet you right here next week. Here's to stand spiritual and ambitious. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.